It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast, my name is Sean Basto, it's episode number 16, uh, today I'm down here at MTK, Jim Mack the Knife, Jim in Manchester, uh, and I've got two of the Mack the Knife fighters uh, in Mike McGoldrick, making his professional debut very soon, uh, and Liam Conroy, who's fighting and defending his English light heavyweight title. Guys, how are you doing? Doing good, cold, but doing alright. It's very cold in this gym, it's so cold, I've just been saying it before we put the podcast on. That is uh, ridiculously cold. We're all sat here in hoodies and coats and all, and all the rest of it. Um, but it's a really good little gym that, that they've got here. And um, some really gigantic bags. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I was just saying before we did the podcast about the bags, they're absolutely massive. How, how do you guys train on them? I'm massive. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, you know what? You're a big guy. Um, but seriously, how, how do you train on these bags? They're good, are they? Yeah. I prefer them. If you get a bag that swings around a lot, the bag moves for you. So it makes you a bit lazy, I think. If you've got a big bag like this, it forces you to move around and, and work on your footwork and stuff. So I like them, I love them. It's a, it's a very good point, that, to be fair, because like when you when you, everybody knows when you're on a bag, it does swing around and you're hitting it hard enough and it's swinging all over the show and you can kind of just wait for it to swing back at you before you start throwing your next lot of punches and combinations. But yeah, no, like you say, you, you can imagine you have to like uh, literally run around the shop to try and... Um, to try and get a good workout on these bags. Uh, anyway, let's talk about you guys. That's who we've got on today. Uh, Mike, we, we've done a, a video interview with you, which will also be on uh, the YouTube channel. But um, you, you know, you're 32. You, you're going into the pro game now. Um, you've made that decision. Uh, what's making you decide at, at 32? Right, you know what? I'm going to give this a go now. Well, I'm 33. Because uh, it was birthday last week. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. So, uh, thanks for making me mention that on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, I don't want to get any older and look back and, and, and like think I could have had a go and, and achieve something. Because I haven't achieved anything yet. You know, I'm sure I only had less than 10 fights. 
obviously didn't win the ABAs or any any uh, area titles or anything like that when I was an amateur. So I haven't achieved anything in boxing yet. So I do want to achieve something. And, and uh, if I went back to the amateurs now and, and did achieve something, it'd be too late by the time to, I did that to turn pro. So uh, I'm going to give it a go and see what, what I can do. So you're up against it a little bit there, really, aren't you, with your, um, you know, you've not got a massive great deal of amateur experience in comparison to some of the guys that turn pro. In terms of fights, no. No, so it's, um, you, you're throwing yourself right into the deep end a little bit here, aren't you, and um, you're going to give it a go, but, you know, you, you're here down at MTK, uh, obviously you, you know Liam pretty well, because um, you're all from, from, from Barrow, so um, you've made that decision, and, and where, where do you see it going? Uh, you know, in all honesty, in your mind, what, what do you see for, for your professional career, and, and what would be an achievement for you uh, if you could get it within boxing? Uh, well, like I said, I haven't achieved anything yet, so um, if I can win an area title or something, then, then we'll see what I can do from there. Um, I think I'm certainly capable of, of challenging for one. Um, I'm no slouch, like I can box, so you know, uh, anything above an area title would be a, a bonus for me. Like so, have you have you been in with uh, uh, any anyone that's got you know, say a vast amount of amateur experience on yourself and and and, and you know. Let's be honest. Have you held, have you held your own with these guys? You know that have been and, and, and done it because you you dipped in and out like you've said, uh, you know, in the video interview you've dipped in and out because of various reasons because of your work and things like that. Um, and there's guys that have just dedicated themselves, say for for, for ten years and had the constant experience of it. Yeah. Uh, being being like I said, being a pro. Um, have you held your own against some top guys? You know. Yeah, I, well, I think I have. Obviously, I haven't, I haven't sparred sort of 10 rounds like some of these, like, like Liam's doing regularly 10, 12 round sparring and stuff with fresh lads. I haven't got to that stage yet, but if you, you know, I'm still sparring a couple of lads down here, Matty Clarkson. I've been sparring with Mickey Ellison, who's up at, is he up at Elite? Yeah, he's up at Elite, um, Mickey. I'll hold me on. It's not as if I'm getting knocked down or anything, so I, I can only progress. I'm just starting out in the programme, so I've got loads to learn, so hopefully I'll get a bit better and we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, and let's bring you in, Liam, because you, you obviously you've not had any, any uh, chatter yet. Um, obviously, for people that don't know, uh, Liam's got his, uh, defending his English light heavyweight title. Uh, it's the 31st of March, isn't it? Yeah. At Preston Guildhall, uh, the, the home. You said you like boxing there. What is it about that place that you like, makes you want to box there? It's a brilliant venue. I can't believe it don't get used more for boxing than it does because it's just a quality venue. Like... I love it. Everyone that comes to watch me says they enjoy it there and stuff. And it's about as close as I'm going to get to boxing in Barrow. And I always get a good turnout when I box there and got good memories there. Good night out in Preston after it. <laughs> Is that the real reason why you wanted to hear boxing in Preston? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, so you know, on, on a serious note, you've got your you know your English light heavyweight title defence uh, against a guy who's obviously been beaten by uh, Jake Ball, uh, who holds the WBA Intercontinental heavyweight title which is uh, again as we know it's a good it's a good belt for you to be on the rankings with yeah. um, you know if you pick up this victory uh, against Miles uh, Shinquin and you know you, you really the only people that are in front of you essentially in the light heavyweight division are people like Buglione uh, and Anthony Yard and, and the people that I'd say the wider audience are probably talking about more so yeah. um, so if you get that victory then are you going to be sort of they're going to be in your you know sight lines crosshair so to speak yeah definitely boxing Shinquin's going to be a good measuring stick depending on how I do with him will be a good measuring stick to see, compare all he's done with Ball and he boxed Isaiah Burton for the English he did yeah he lost isn't he yeah 
But that was a good fight. He had a good go of it, and he ended up getting stopped off Burton. So it'd be it'd be good to see where I am at that level. But yeah, I'm definitely wanting to get Shinquin beat and, and get amongst them top lads because I don't see them as levels above me. To be honest, I just I've got a bit more experience, a bit more notoriety. But apart from that, I'm, I'm on the reels. I'm chasing them. So is is it possible that that they've had maybe more? Exposure in terms of maybe like TV exposure, and yeah. because obviously Budley Owen has been on the uh, Sky Sports platform a lot. He was on yeah. Box Nation with for a while, then he's on Sky, and and then obviously Anthony has been strictly on, um, on on Box Nation BT Sports. So they've been able to be watched by the general and the wider public, yeah. uh, as opposed to the guys that are in and around the circuit. So they've not really get, got to see you as much as they've seen them. Yeah. So do you think like you know if you if you you know that that victory comes through in Preston, uh, there's a potential where they're going to make a fight which could be on the TV and could be against someone within that top sort of two, three fighters within yeah, Britain. Yeah, NTK has come on leaps and bounds. This show at the Preston Guild Hall is going to be massive, so it's going to be good to be on that. So this is going to be a, a big show. So I'm, I'm building up slowly. I've done it the hard way. I've been on the smaller shows for like five years now. But I'm ready to step up and get on them TV shows and stuff. But like I say, it's a good starting point. On the 31st of March, it's going to be a big show some qualified sons, so MTK are just uh, starting to really, really sort of come come forward, aren't they, in the in the in, in the promotional in the promotional game because they've you know signed yesterday O'Hara Davis just signed for them. Yeah. Um so that was uh, uh, you know and they've got the Fioris now as well. Yeah. Um so that they you know big signings now and they've uh, got Darren Till in the UFC now. Yeah they have yeah they're I just um and they're I believe they're branching out into uh, uh, mixed martial arts as well, aren't they? Uh, from what I was reading yesterday, so um, they are starting to, to become, you know, well, they were always well known anyway. But I mean, they're starting to become a force. You know, you get your two big guys uh, in, in in Britain, which is you know, you already heard your Frank Warrens um, with your with your their promote respective promotional companies. But then I'd say. If I think of anyone who's behind them, I'd say MTK's, you know, closely following up, yeah. hot on the heels, so to speak, uh, because of the, the level and the quality of the fighters that they're signing, like y- yourselves. It, Cheers, it, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, speak, it, it speaks volumes for me. It speaks volumes. That they've obviously got a massive statement of intention going on yeah, by yeah. signing guys like Fury or Harry Davis. And yeah, and yeah, exactly. Exactly. Frampton's got his fight with Donair and... Big, big, some big times coming ahead. I think from TK, and I think if uh, the next uh, feasible step for them will be to get a, a, t- a TV channel going, um, yeah, where 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 people can. I mean, they've, I, think they've, I think they've had the online stuff, haven't they? I know um, yeah. IFL have done some stuff with MTK and done the live streaming. So it'll be good when they do get further things like because then that's when more people will, who don't come to the shows will get to see your fights. The wider audience yeah, get yeah. to see it because um, if you've got say if you've got someone up in Scotland who's a massive boxing fan but can't get down to Preston to watch your fight, but yeah, they, they follow your career. You know, if they got like a, a stream or, or something like that, you know, then they get to see you fight and they, they get to follow your career and then you get to tell the mates about it. And the, the word of mouth is always the biggest thing going with anything in, in, in life, whether it's selling something, selling yourself as a fighter, word of mouth is the biggest thing. But now we've got social media to do that for us. If we could get something like that, you know, I'm giving you ideas uh, here. So when uh, whoever, whoever listens to it from NTK, I'm giving you an idea here. You've heard it here. Get, get yourself a TV channel going. Pass on to our coach, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? I'm, I'm sure they will. I'm, I'm yeah. sure they will. I'm sure there'll be something coming soon with that. Um, so yeah, we've we've talked a little bit about you know what what's going to happen for you, um, you know over the next coming months. Um, but 
you know, let's uh, talk to me about this gym that I'm sat in now. Talk to me about because um, this is the first time I've been in here, and I've seen plenty of videos of of, of, of what it's like in the gym, but I've never, um, you know, really seen and, and looked around it. And you know, I can see looking around now as we speak, uh, it's a really good little setup they've got going on. And um, what's it what's it like to train in here? Well, Liam will be able to tell you more because he's been here longer than me. He's been here years, and I have been only here since about. August last year or something, yeah. but I think it's one of the best gyms I've ever been in. Just we were talking about the bags before. Look at them; they're amazing, aren't they? There's two rings for sparring, yeah. big floor space to work in. It's one of the best gyms I've been in, definitely. The thing is, when I first started down here, the the, the equipment wasn't quite as good as this. It was like a bit bit more dated equipment and stuff. R- ripped bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, it's always been Johnny has been the, the benefit of what attracts people here because he, he's got such a good boxing brain and he's just like such a good trainer that I've always come here but now with MTK coming on board we've got the, the equipment to match his level of boxing like brain and yeah. how, how good a coach he is and, and now we're getting the amateurs coming through that were here as kids and they're coming through and winning their own national titles we've got, got um, a lad called Marcin Lewecki who just won the national under 20s so like all, all the amateurs now are starting to come through from my new kids and starting to benefit from it as well so it's a great little gym we've got quality sparring around our way we've got yeah there's a few lads at our way in there so you know when we're all working together particularly on one show together we're all at the, sa- at the same point in training camp aren't we so yeah. Liam m- myself Matty Clarkson who's coming back Marcin who's just on about there's about the same weight as well so we can chop and change and fresh people can get in for rounds and stuff and it, it means we've got a good little squad together to train and, and and obviously like you said about Johnny uh, going back to Johnny because obviously he, he is he's been talked about a lot and um, I, I've heard a lot about Johnny myself you know in terms of being a boxing coach but he uh, wasn't always a boxing coach because I'm looking around now and I'm seeing uh, quite a few uh, titles and frames up on the wall and uh, you were telling me before he was uh, actually world champion kickboxer is that right yeah lethal let's <laughs> <laughs> look at the titles on the wall what is it there seven, six or seven titles on the wall yeah there, there is quite a Johnny. few yeah I never knew that about Johnny to be honest with you because I didn't really know a lot about him so apologies Johnny if you listen to the podcast I didn't really know a lot about yourself but um, it's, it's, it's really humbling to sort of see that many titles up on a wall um, and, and, and obviously he's transitioned over and he's become a, uh, a boxing coach now and he's yeah. coaching you guys and, and, and quite a few others up here and um, what, what is it about him you know that gets you guys um, switched on disciplined and, and what, what is it about Johnny himself is it, is it the knowledge he possesses or is it just him as a person what is it about him I think it's a bit of both isn't it he's got yeah. he's got knowledge he, he was a boxer himself he boxed, he boxed for England and stuff as an amateur and uh, he was mentored by Oliver Harrison and stuff <coughs> so he's got like good good boxing brain hasn't he yeah but then also his personality like you don't fuck about down here with mm. like Johnny won't stand for no shit down here kind of thing I try yeah. every now and then I try, <laughs> try, try to give him a bit back but you, you won't fucking fuck around so, so are, you, are, you, are you the prankster of the gym then Liam? I, <laughs> no I don't think I am I, just fucking I think Johnny's the prankster of the gym yeah, yeah but no one else is allowed <laughs> but well, is aside it? from that his boxing brain like he's just really he's technical and he explains why you're doing the things that you're doing when I first came down, he sort of gave me a trial, a uh, couple, couple of sparring sessions, and he had me with a couple of opponents. And in between rounds, he just whispered one little change to make him here. 
and I didn't know till afterwards but Johnny was looking for me to be able to, to take that on and change it which is you know coachability sort of aspect of it but uh, the little the things he was telling me just instantly worked with the lads I was sparring and, and, and got me through and, and I was landing punches and that and straight away I knew like he knows his stuff doesn't he so yeah from a boxing perspective he's technical and he explains why you're doing it. Well, that's good. Uh, disciplinarian as well, uh, which is a massive, a massive help. Obviously, you need someone to get you into shape, to get you ready for these fights. Um, uh, any any particular uh, stories, gym stories that you've got to tell us? Because um, I've not really had a lot of people come on the podcast and tell me any interesting gym stories, and I'm uh, putting you on the spot, and I'm saying, well, is there anything interesting you can tell me about M- uh, this MTK gym that's happened? Um, it doesn't have to be like <laughs> slagging anybody off or anything like that, but it literally some some of that you know people might not know about that goes on behind closed doors that they might find quite interesting. Oh, I bet I would have been if I'd have been prepared for it. <laughs> bet I would have been. Again, Liam will be more than me because he's been here for long. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the atmosphere like then for you, Mike? Obviously, you've only been here since August, so um, you, you're getting you, you know you're getting you getting to grips with it all it's only January now so you've got sat for four months uh, four or five months now yeah. you've been here uh, how do you find the atmosphere over here it's good it's really everyone's dead respectful like I don't know if you've met Johnny yourself but he's a, he's a very respectful uh, well-spoken person as well so there's no like shouting and bawling at everyone but you just sort of like you know you've got to do your shit and, and get out of there otherwise he's you know he's watching you and he's, he's making sh- if you a couple of times I've been on the bag and I'm working away and, and, and Johnny's not been looking and, and you can hear if I'm doing something wrong and he turns around gully do what I said mm-hmm. and it's like how's he even seen me there you know what I mean so yeah. he's always got his eye on you what you're doing his mirrors around the outside and that so he, he keeps a close eye on what you're doing where does your uh, where does your nickname come from my surname's McGoldrick so oh, you just come for Goldie well everyone just calls me that, is that what it's the only okay. man that calls me Mike so I just I <laughs> if, if you hear someone shouting Mike at the, at the fight that's me mum <laughs> actually um, a notorious MC from Barrow called oh. MC Gold yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you've heard of him or not but yes the, quite, the, the gentleman with the gold uh, dentures yeah. oh, no. <laughs> different guy <laughs> this well, when I was a uh, Younger, I was a bit of a chav, so <laughs> let's just leave it at that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was just interested because I was just kind of uh, when I see your social media handles with Goldie uh, MM, and I was thinking, uh, you know what? I didn't put it together. I thought yeah, his name's McGoldie, but I didn't. I didn't think I thought Goldie. Just, I, everyone calls me. I didn't make it up myself or anything, but like everyone just knows me as that. Probably if you if you said to some people Michael McGoldie, they probably wouldn't realise what you you were on about until you said Goldie, so yeah, I yeah. went with that, short in it, sweet. Uh, Liam, uh, let's go back to you and um, let's let's look at uh, what what's going on for, for, you, for yourself, you know, over the next 12 months. I know I've touched a little bit on it uh, in the podcast today and I've sort of spoke about your next fight and, and where it's potentially going to lead you to, um, but you've got a record, it's 15-3-1, and one, isn't it, at the moment, yeah. um, so you've had, you had a couple of on there, um, but you've uh, had two. Is your second successful? You're looking for your second successful defense of the light heavyweight yeah. uh, English title. Um, do, do, realistically, um, do you do you genuinely believe that you know within the next eighteen to twenty four months that you could potentially put yourself in for European and maybe go for world honors? Well, it's bit, I know it's a bit of a bold thing to ask, yeah. but I just, I just, I'm just genuinely because where you are now in your career, you're sort of miles ahead of. Of, 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 of Goldie uh, just because of the fact that you know he's turning he's turning over really late um, t- you know what genuinely in your mind are you thinking in the next two years that that's where you could go to 
I'm not putting any stoppers on. I'm not saying where I'm going to get to. I'm just going to do the best I can, you know what I mean? I, a couple of years ago, after prize fighter and knife, they told me I was going to be an English champion at like everywhere. I thought you were mental. So <laughs> now I'm an English champion and I'm looking around the other lads in the top of the division. I'm thinking I can beat some of these boys. I, I'm going, I, I want to beat these and get this British title one, you know what I mean? So the way I'm improving at the moment as well, I feel like the, there's no, there's nowhere that's gonna, I'm, my, it's gonna stop. You know what I mean? I'm gonna just keep going. If it keeps going as it is, every time I win, I'm, every time I win a fight, I'm surprised I've won it. So I'm just doing my best I can and get as far as I can and then see what happens. You're only 26 as well, aren't you? You got yeah. lots of time. 25 actually. 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you well? That's it. You're 25. Do you think like you're more dedicated now than you was say a couple of years ago? I feel like I've always been pretty dedicated, but. Last two years has been really where I've like just stayed in the gym all the time and like really stuck with it. And the more, the more I feel like it's easier to be dedicated when things are going well as well. So things have been going like well for us. So I've, I've really been enjoying it and I enjoy it down here. It's a good crack and it's a good atmosphere. You have to come down one night when everyone's yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's some characters down here in it. So I enjoy it. It's like my mates down here as well. So I've just found it easy if we can stay in the gym and keep improving you know I mean? you've been on a bit of a run haven't you really since you uh since the, the, the last defeat of your career how many yeah. fights is it now is it about like 10 11 fights you've had since that last defeat or is it I've a little had, bit I less had nine, nine. One, one eight drew one so yeah i've gone, got a bit of a good run going on i my last four i've stopped two i think i've stopped four of my last six or something like that right. so it's starting to uh, starting to put away a little bit now. Yeah, for some reason I keep landing lucky punches. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what you should have said there is um, you know I planned that punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's um, you, like I said, you've been on a bit of a run, and, and, and when I was looking through and uh, assessing, you know, the division in general for you, it's it's like literally you are in that top uh, box rec. I think I've got you at uh, three or four. Uh, so you, you see, you're quite high up in British rankings. So really, um, going back to what I was saying earlier about you know fighting the likes of Bugliani and Yard and potentially like Callum Johnson and people like that, you really are in that mix, and, and there's, there's, a, there's a good chance that. You, when you come, you know, you go for your fight with Shinkman, and you know, should you be successful there, yeah. you know, you could end up fighting some like the winner of Bugliani and uh, Johnson, and that could be a viable fight for you to look at. Yeah, uh, well, obviously for your team, it's your team's decision, of course, and yeah. you make it together. But you know, for, for me, from a personal perspective, I would probably be looking at that fight with one eye on it and thinking, yeah. well, I've got me fight for beat Shinkman, then you know, logically, where could I go next? And yeah. that that's that's kind of the fight that you could potentially really yourself into because I think with with Yard um, they're definitely going to put him and kind of push him even further forward aren't they I think it'd be difficult um, to try and make that fight in terms of uh, they'll probably say well he's a lot further on in his career now we're putting him forward for European honours and things like that so similar age though yeah no they are you're right they are similar age I mean it could be that uh, if if they can't get Anthony out of fight that they may come knocking on your door yeah, um, the other way they're the same age and Liam's got more experience, so that, that's a, sort of the way it's turning it on its head, isn't it? And saying, you know, it's an advantage to Liam, really. Do you, think, do you think you could handle a guy like that? I mean, he's, he's coming with a bit of a fearsome reputation, and I'm saying it with inverted, um, yeah. inverted commas there. Um, he's coming with this reputation, he's been built up to be this monster um, in, in, in boxing, and. Um, no one's unbeatable, are they? Everyone no. can beat. And it only takes one punch. Anyone no. can beat anyone in that. Well, all them lucky punches you're getting recently. Exactly. 
Done it. Anyone in that top yeah. ten can beat you. That weight as well. They're not small lads. He. No, and even talent-wise, he hasn't really fought anyone yet, has he? You know what I mean? No. So limited amateur career as well for him. So, you know, so. whoever Johnny picks for me to fight, he'll map out the route, and I'll just fight whoever. If it happened to be him, I'd fight him. If it happened to be the winner of Johnson Buglioni, I'd fight them. I have no problem fighting. You know, I'm told. I just, I just go and fight who I'm told and enjoy it and do my best. Yeah. It's good to hear. It's good to hear that that's, that's the mentality you've got because um, there's just no point really fretting about things like that, I suppose, because at the end of the day, if you start keeping you, taking your eye off the ball a little bit and thinking about things like that, that's where you kind of come up short sometimes a little bit and, um, you know, the, you've got the right mentality for it. So uh, I think it could be uh, an exciting 2018 for you. Yeah. Um, and obviously for yourself as well, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I can't help but call you Mike because yeah. I just know you as Mike. So you and my mum that call me I've known him from when I was younger, like, because even though Goldie hadn't had that many amateur fights, he's been in the gym for a long time. So when I was one of the young kids in the gym, Goldie was one of the lads sparring, like, knocking people over left, right, and center at yeah. the time. So I've known him for years as Goldie, time, so. <laughs> It sounds dead weird. You calling him Mike? I know, I know. So I'll try. I'll try and call you. Uh, I'll try and call you Goldie. Um, on, on a serious note, obviously Goldie. Now we've talked about um, you and, 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 and this year, and, and, and I'm, I'm genuinely excited for you because um, I, I, I think um, I've put a few questions towards you earlier on in the podcast. You know, kind of questioning things like you know the lack of maybe amateur experience in comparison to some of the guys that are out there at the yeah. moment. But um, when you've got you know other people. Like Liam's just said there, you know, he's knocking guys out left, right and centre or knocking them down left, right and centre. Back when in the day, that though. <laughs> back in the day. In between his MC career. <laughs> <laughs> in between, in between MC career. <laughs> won't get that now over the level of sparring. He's sparring good lads. He's got, he'll be sparring me and Matty and, and the other lads that will be bringing in for his next fight. So he's going to be getting like competitive sparring now. How, how quick do you want your, your career to progress? Um, do, you, do you? I mean, people people in the boxing circuit will, will sort of say, um, well, you know, you could you could fight ten, you know, I won't say, say genuine guys that fight on the road and not really learn as much as you could fighting more fifty fifty fights. But ideally, for you, would you want to see a bit of a bit of a mixture? You know, you know, get yourself into the game and then within a couple of fights start looking at the fifty fifty fights. Would it be? Would you being a little bit older than starting your career? Yeah, I mean. Obviously, when you're a bit older, you can't afford to have an injury and have time off in between, can you? So, you know, I've really got one good shot at it. So it, it's all about timing, and I'll just listen to whatever Johnny tells me. If Johnny thinks I'm ready to fight a novice pro or someone who's got a little bit of experience, then I'll fight him. If, it, if he still thinks I need to be learning my trade against Journeyman, then I'll fight Journeyman. So really, I, I'm just he's got way more experience than me in this game, so I'll just listen to what he says. Yeah. But I'm not going to be backing out of fights and that, so... Hopefully we'll see you in some exciting fights quite soon then, won't we? Um, try not to make it too hard for yourself. <laughs> if you, you know, obviously, if you, I've not seen your box yet, so it's hard for me to make that judgment on you. And obviously, I, I am genuinely looking forward to to seeing where where your career goes, and I will be following it, and we'll be following it through um, through the social media channels. Um, but let's we've talked enough about you guys' uh, careers. There's only so much we can talk about when it comes to what's going on at the moment. Um, I want to get your opinions on what's going on. Uh, worldwide, uh, there's been some uh, quite a few fights announced this week. Um, it's been quite a good week for boxing news uh, and boxing uh, matches being made. So we've had um, Joshua Parker in the last week made. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, well, I mentioned on social media that I thought Parker had the tools to beat Joshua if he wanted to, and Matty Clarkson um, 
basically spent 10 minutes laughing at me so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I just it's a good fight it's, it's a, Parker's a better opponent than people give him credit for he likes to come forward and work and that and, and, and Joshua he does better on the front foot than he does on the back foot doesn't he so you know it, it, we'll have to see uh, I'm certainly going to be watching it because I'll, I'll be it'll be the same night as, as our fight in Preston yep. so um, hopefully if I'm still conscious I'll go and uh, watch it in a, in a pub next door or something what about you Liam what do you think about that one I think Joshua's gonna beat him. Joshua's <laughs> gonna stop him, mate. So I just, just styles-wise, I think the the best person for Joshua to fight would be to give him a test would be Wilder or Huey Fury. They're the two people I think yeah. would be a tricky style for him to box. I think just style-wise, Parker's just there for Joshua. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I totally agree with uh, with that. Just, just, just because I just feel he's um he's a bit of a he can be a bit of a at times Parker and he can kind of just come forward in straight lines too yeah, much yeah. I think that's his problem I think well, if Joshua he, doesn't exactly move no does no no you're right he doesn't you're right this, I think the thing is it's going to be a case of, uh, a bit of a, something like a bit of a gunfight at the OK Corral with these two because um, they're going to come forward they're both like front foot fighting yeah. and um, it's really going to be about whoever lands that first big punch and who uh, you know whoever gets affected most by either one's punch you know we're going to see that I think that'll be yeah I don't get me wrong Joshua's favourite isn't he but I just think people aren't giving Parker enough credit for, for what his ability is no well, he's he's not helped himself personally looking at the last few of his fights but you can't write him off not at all can't write him off the guy the guy looks he's a tough guy um, heavyweight champion in the world you can't write him off at all There's no no just look, blood. He's, he's one of our guys <laughs> just looking at style wise I just think if you're not going to move very well with Anthony Joshua you're just going to run through you in straight lines so Joshua's going to come and try and take his head off anyway, so let's have a look at um, another one that's been announced uh, Dillian White Lucas Brown Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it personally. Me, I yeah. think it'll be. Um, I think it'll be a good scrap between them two. It's got. It depends how hard Brown's been training, doesn't it? It's got potential to just turn into an absolute slugfest. I think it's going to be like. Well, I think it's a bold statement to say. Sorry to cut you off, but I think it's going to be very much like a bit of a. a yeah, exactly. Liam White is over. I think. I think they'll both just slug it out, and it'll just yeah. be whoever can take each other again. Whoever can take that punch. If Lucas Brown, you know, and the guy's about 37, 38 now, but he's um, he's constantly posting posting social media videos of him in training, um, and he, he looks like he's really, really up for this fight. Um, when was his last fight? Or when was his last last fight? year. Uh, was it 2017 or 2006? It's when he first come back from being banned. Yeah, he got. He, well, he got. He had one fight back, uh, and he won. And it was a knockout win that he had. And then he's been. He had a bit. He has had a, bit, like a little bit of a. I think it's like a six to eight month layoff at least, maybe a little bit longer. Um, White has been a bit more active than him, so he's. I don't know whether being a younger man. He hasn't looked great, has he? He never looked great in his last fight, White, did he? But no, he was bad. Ag- he was bad against that hilarious. He couldn't yeah. stop him, and he wasn't throwing anything back, was he? So he, that's why it's going to be a slugfest because he might not be able to knock each other out. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a good one, I think, for the casual fans to watch. Anyway, yeah, I mean, if it so turns into that type of a fight, um, and then uh, and then I'm just. Did looking. you see what got off? Uh, sorry. Go on, but, uh, do you see what got announced last night? Eh? We were talking about in the card, uh, two MTK lads, Martin Murray and Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, I, was just gonna, I was just going to move on to that. that. Come out of nowhere, didn't that, it? That, 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 when I seen that news pop up, um, 
I was like, oh, for God's sake, why why has this had to happen on the day that someone actually decides to get in contact with me and sponsor me as Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat and be on the Rose Boxing Podcast? Because it completely overshadowed um, my little announcement yeah, that I put on social <laughs> yeah. media. Uh, but on a, seri- on a serious note, it was a fantastic, um, it was a fantastic announcement because I felt like um, it came from nowhere, like you said. Um, I think Billy Joe's keen to keep active, isn't he? Because yeah. he had that great win over Lemieux yeah. he performed brilliantly in that and it, you know Golovkin and, and uh, Canelo they've got a fight coming up in May so yeah. he wouldn't have got any of them exactly. this soon so he's just keen to keep active isn't he and Liam's got a bit more experience than me on this because he's I think he's done a bit of sparring with Martin so he'll be able to tell you what he's like <laughs> well Martin obviously from what we've seen of Martin he's been in um, this will be his fourth world title shot because yeah. um, he's been in with Martinez uh, he's been in with Felix Sturm um, Abraham. Golovkin, Abraham. So he's been in with the the, the top guys, the better, the best guys that are in, in, in and around. Well and um, yeah, obviously Groves. Uh, yeah, um, he beat Rosado uh, recently as well, and um, he's now he's back. He seems reinvigorated for this, uh, and I'm sure this will be a. A massive announcement. I'm sure he'll probably be looking to get his teeth into this one. But realistically, because you've sparred him, do you um, do you think he could beat Billy Joe? Based on the fact that Billy Joe also seems to be rededicated and reinvigorated yeah. and put on a career best performance. He could definitely beat him, I think. But um, Billy Joe's got a bit of momentum now, and I feel like that angle gym's good for him. It's like good for him as a person, keeping him in the gym and his and his um, his style wise. But I. I wouldn't go against Murray against anyone. I think Murray could beat anyone. I, if Murray turns up, I think he could beat me. Ooh, I'm interested to think. I'm interested to see how he goes. Um, just because I was very impressed with Billy Joe, and yeah. I got to see him actually turn the, his career around when he seemingly yeah. looked like he was going to throw it all away. Really. Yeah. Um, so I'd like, I'd like to see him. I genuinely believe he could give people like Golovkin and Canelo a cracking fight I do think, I do genuinely believe he's got the boxing ability to do that but he's got to go through Martin Murray first um, which will be a good domestic fight and then there's obviously the Flanagan uh, Murray soccer fight on the uh, on the card as well on the oh, same yeah. night um, Flanagan's moving up isn't he to um, to Lightwelter uh, or super lightweight uh, the 140 division and um, he's fighting for the vacated title at Crawford um, vacated and moved up to 147 so um He's got a good fight. He's he's Maurice Hooker's undefeated as well, as well as Flanagan. Uh, don't really, I'm not really seeing a lot of Maurice Hooker to sort of make a judgment and say Flanagan will walk all over him because I can't I can't say that for sure. But Flanagan's a cracking fighter himself. I think he's uh, he can be a little bit underestimated and um, pe- people have said it. Maybe maybe a little bit avoided at times as well. I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. Yeah. Well, people like to say on social media that he's holding the title hostage totally, but I, I wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? You don't see a lot of him on telly. Do you? No, he's really? not. A, he's quite underpromoted, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's not a. Um, I've met him a few times now, and he's not. Um, he doesn't like the cameras. Really? I know. And I know. It, I know. Obviously, within boxing, you've got to promote yourself, and you've got to do the best to promote yourself. And with us having social media and cameras all around yeah. now, you've got to use it. And he's not a big camera guy, and I think that's what um, I think that's what genuinely is is lacking. He doesn't. He does it because obviously he's, he's sometimes he's he's, he's got to do it because he's you know he's part of a, a contract or he's part of a TV deal or whatever. Um, he has to do it, but he, I think he just doesn't do enough in terms of self-promoting. I think that's what he does lack, and I think that's why he, he, they struggle to to partly struggle to get them fights because it's also about selling the tickets as well and getting the guys over uh, from you know 
that want to come over when you want to fight Will Linares wants to fight somebody like Terry Flanagan and then he, he fights someone like Crawler who fills the MEN out yeah. you could probably fill the MEN out again because <laughs> like, there's that many people always want to go to a Crawler fight because he's, uh, he's got a great story to it now um, but when you you know when you've got guys like Flanagan which with all due respect to Terry he doesn't fill it out as much as what Crawler does so when you look at when you're Linares' team or you're uh, another big fighter a team and you look at him thinking you know not going to sell it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that's 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 what it, it doesn't. It might not necessarily be about the fact that he's um, they're worried about fighting him as such, but it might just be that for his team, the, the opponent's team might think, well, I'm not going to go there and, and get half the money I could do by going somewhere else. Yeah. Realistically, is he, is he signed Frank Warren? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because well, it would have been classed to see him fight Crawler, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have yeah, been good if they'd ever got yeah. that match. But with him being Frank different, Warren, yeah. yeah. It's not often them to like sort it out and let the lads fight each other. No, no. With a few people like Ryder and Billy Joe, yeah. but but it would have been class to see that. Like, and speaking of Crawler, um, I, I, I mentioned it yesterday on Facebook. Um, Eddie Hearn told IFL that he's putting um, essentially putting Luke Campbell and Crawler together in a fight sometime soon. Uh, no, no dates or venues are such announced, but he's heavily talking about the fact that he's going to put them together. There's another cracking fight. What do you think of that one? Yeah. Oh. Luke Campbell, I know he got beat, but it was a good performance against Linares, wasn't it? His performance for me was better than Crawler's performance, and Crawler's a good friend of mine, and um, for me, you know, with all due respect, it was a better performance from Luke Campbell. Yeah, but Styles, isn't it? You can't... Yeah, you know, you can't really uh, like compare him because the That's styles it, are totally yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, Campbell's is. like a bit of an awkward southpaw, isn't he? Like bit, bit different to Crawler, so it's going to be a different fight with Linares, but. I don't know. I don't know about that fight. Depends what Crawler's got like left, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. You can't, you can't write him off, can you? No, we. Oh, like, I hate going against people. Like I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think. I think. Um, I think he. I think he does want another world title. Genuinely, I do believe he does want another world title. But it's, it's whether he can perform against Campbell and whether that style of Campbell's will give him a lot of trouble. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that one. Um, so I want to really wrap it up. We're coming up to sort of forty minutes now into the podcast, and uh, we've we've talked heavily about you guys, heavily about what's going on, uh, and and some sort of predictions for some of the big fights coming up. Um, but going back to your fights on the thirty first of March at the Preston Guild Hall uh, for tickets, how can people get in contact with you both for tickets? Um, well, like social media. Social me. media, yeah. Goldie underscore mm. Uh, Mike McGoldrick on Facebook. Um, Goldie underscore mm again on Twitter. Um, did I say Twitter now? Instagram. You said Instagram. Instagram and Twitter. It's the same one, yeah. And then when we get the digital fight posters, there'll be sort of phone numbers and stuff on there as well. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm Liam Conroy ninety two on Twitter and Instagram, and Liam, Liam Conroy on Facebook. So if you give us a follow, we'll take over to Gildal. <laughs> uh, and if you guys are, again, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Are you ready for this? You know what's coming, don't you? Nope. Yeah, you know, sponsors, sponsors yeah. See, you see, this is the guy who listens to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple of the same ones. Yeah, before we mention, well, they, they do sponsors as well. Uh, there's a guy that we both train with up in uh, Dalton. He's a, a strength and conditioning gym, and it's run by a chap called Matty Green. And he trains us both. He's been with Liam for the last few of his fights. And just touching on what you were talking about earlier, when you, when Liam's starting to get stoppages and knockouts now, I think you can probably attribute quite a lot of that to the, to the strength and the power that Liam's developing yeah. with Matty. Um, and I worked with him a little bit as an amateur and I certainly felt a lot better um, he's a really really good coach 
embraces loads of modern training techniques. Um, he's in contact with Johnny, who, who tells him what he wants us to work on and stuff. Um, so yeah, Matty Green at Cumbria Strength and Conditioning. Uh, if you're a, a sports person or a local athlete or something, get yourself up there and he'll, he'll tailor a, a sort of workout plan uh, to what you want. Yeah, give him a give him a follow on Instagram. See some of his training things, even if you don't live near us. He puts a lot of training ideas and videos on on there, so it's Cumbria SC on Instagram and stuff. Give him a follow. But as for sponsors, I want to thank Fabulous Flutes and Advanced Digital Media, Housing and Letting Limited. MTK Global, um, Nuffield Elf as well, and then um, DS Fitness, who also sponsored Goldie. Yeah, I, I just want to thank uh, Furnace Tiles and Flooring, a chap called Joe Elliott, who's keen to get involved straight away uh, with me before I'd even got any sponsorship deals, before I got any license or anything. He was keen to support me financially. Uh, same with Subplot Records, that's a friend of mine. They're, they're doing a lot of events in Manchester, uh, techno events and, and putting on nights for guys who are into like techno and house music. Um, James Henry Tyson, barber and haircutter in uh, Barra, the best barber in Barra by the way, cuts my hair, has done for nearly 10 years, he's supported me financially. And then NC Meats who are, who are giving me sort of um, meat and good quality um, stuff like that from the butchers to support my training. Shan May, the massage therapist up in Barra, she's given me sort of weekly sports massages and uh, just same as Liam, uh, Diane Singleton at DS Fitness, she teamed up with Kate Kendall at the unit body to uh, supply me with all my supplements and stuff that I need for training and, and advice as well because obviously Kate's uh, on the verge of probably being a professional bodybuilder at some point so he really knows his stuff, Diane supplies all that stuff as well so they know what to, to, to give you and, and, yeah. and that's it's a big, a big important part of it all as well, that's for you guys as Especially when you're training constantly. Well, it's knowing what's in it as well, because obviously we get tested and stuff. Yeah. At some point, well, so exactly. We've, we've just been talking about Luke, Lucas yeah. Brown and um, mm. he's, uh, Lucas Brown and Dylan White. And yeah, uh, I, don't think, I don't think Dan supplies any of that. Uh, guys it's been a pleasure I'm going to wrap it up uh, my part obviously for, for the guys that are listening to this episode of the podcast uh, thank you very much for listening and downloading whichever way you've uh, listened to the podcast today it's been a pleasure to get these guys on you want to get on the Instagram you've, you've heard the handles uh, and Instagram and Twitter and things like Facebook uh, give them a follow look at the careers if you're local and you're Preston based um, or you guys from Barrow listening because I'm sure there'll be some uh, guys over in Barrow listening to this as well who know you um, get over there, get and get, get in contact with them for tickets. Fill that Preston Guild Hall out for them on the thirty first of March. Um, I want to say thank you very much to my uh, to my new sponsor, which is Steroplast Healthcare Limited, uh, who provide uh, a lot of local fighters with the uh, Stereo Tape Zinc Oxide. Uh, which uh, people like Jimmy Kelly, Charlie Schofield, Ben Sheedy, Callum Cook uh, are all using at the moment. So I want to give them a big shout out for, for jumping on board with the, the Beyond the Road Boxing Podcast and Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat. Um, and, and just remember to give it a share, give it a like, follow follow us, uh, Beyond the Road Boxing Podcast on Facebook and on in, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and that's it from me. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers, Sean. Thank, Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com/live.